Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast that doesn't, we don't just trust ourselves and our listeners to to not funk. We have a mandate against funkin' because all we want you to do is to be munkin. I want your co-host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? You know, if you're not munkin', you go to jail. I don't make the rules. And you know what? Jail is better than six feet under the ground, let me tell you that. Yeah, it's better than Cafe Palermo also. Exactly. Um, you know, you can tell by what we're talking about. Just the way hey. we're speaking. A-O. Hey, <laughs> we're talking about um, Mr. Monk meets the Godfather. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the classic mob episode of Monk. Mm-hmm. Monk. You were it's, a, Mr. it's a hybrid. It's a hybrid of a classic. Well, I guess it's a part of, uh, you know, a mob one, but also... Uh, the federal, the feds being involved. Yes, the feds are involved in a lot of it, but not a lot, but like that's like a kind of through line. And I feel like you can mix that in, and it's kind of also hard. I think not hard to, but a mob episode goes hand in hand with the feds episode because the feds are always on the mob, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is kind of crazy to think about how the mob still exists. I'm like you don't think about it, but like you kind like when I imagine the mob, I think of you know the Godfather and back when like. That sort of thing where it was, like, normal for just, like, there to be a quadruple homicide in, like, a restaurant. Whereas, like, now, like, if that happened, like, it would be, like, the biggest story anywhere. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I guess they move in silence now. Uh-huh. Which just makes a lot of sense because, as you know, um, Lil Wayne once said real G's move in silence like lasagna. Mob yep. people love Italian food. Um, anyway. Um, now, I can make the case that doing the A-O-A... It's we're still just barely. I think we have like a couple more years left where doing that is not too racist to do. So we're gonna. I'm gonna get a couple out. Um, <laughs> oh. Now I also am. I think I'm like 50 percent Italian. Not that that makes a difference because it's not like I'm identifying. My last name's Christie. It's not like it's Cristiano or something. Um, My first name is Mario. It is. That is true. Yes, you're Mario Andre Barrera. I started mm-hmm. to give out your government, but the fact is, you know, you just said what your first name is, and that means that your real name is Andre. Now, what made you decide yeah. to go by Andre? By the way. Um, well, no, it's simple. I, I basically go by Andre with everybody in my life. Um, and up until like third grade, I was the only Andre, but then an actual Andre joined the class. So then I had to, I had to go to my first name. No, but I mean, what made you decide to go by your middle name in the first place is what I'm asking. Oh, because my dad's name is Mario. Sorry. That's oh, why. so you wanted and to I did, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and they didn't like ever call me Junior. They would just call me uh, like, oh, Andre. Okay. Yeah. I only ask because it's a very common thing in the South, like the Deep South, where people will have, like, a familial name as their first name and just go by their middle name. Like, there are definitely some areas where there's probably, like, 25% of the kids go by their middle names. Um, uh, and there's also there's a lot of juniors like that. Anyway, just thought I would ask. Um, yeah, because yep. I, I always see your emails that say come from Mario Barrera. Um, but yeah. anyway, I, for a while, your contact photo on my phone was of Mario um, from Super a- Mario. NB? It was. Oh, and okay. then at some point, and then at some point, uh, you... Like, I got one of those things where, like, your contact has a new photo, and it's like, I didn't want this. I wanted it to keep being Super Mario, but, it, you know, now it's your, like, bitmoji. Anyway, we're not here to yeah. talk about that. We're talking about Mr. Monk Beats the Godfather. What do you think about this episode? Uh, I actually really liked it. It was pretty mm-hmm. good. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it's, I think it's, like, a solid, good episode. I was, kind of, I was thinking I would not like it that much because I'm on Amazon, and it, you see, like, the star ratings, and it has, like, an 8.0, which is low for Monk episode generally, especially early in these seasons. And I'm like, oh, this episode must not be as good as I remember. But no, there's a lot of good stuff in it. 
Um, no, wait. Okay, I think the only thing it's like just a little bit of uninspired casting to play yes. Italian people. That's yes. the thing that's. That's out. what I was gonna say. Yes, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna get okay. to the. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a whole lot of. Yeah. Anyway, start off. We're in a barber shop. And a guy. Uh, We're talking about spring training baseball. Exactly. He says it's just like the real thing. Now, I grew up my from I think when I was in seventh grade, the town over next to mine, like twenty minutes away. Their stadium got a spring train a uh, spring training team because they had had one in like the early two thousands before I moved there and they was empty and they remodeled it and the Rays moved their spring training down to Port Charlotte, Florida. Now you might ask yourself why an Earth Three team in Tampa needs to go anywhere else for spring training? I don't know. It was a really good question. Um. Anyway, um, that sounds like fun to me. I guess it. I I Tampa is not the most exciting city in the world, but I can assure you that there's more to do there than there is in Port Charlotte, Florida. Uh, famously, I want to say Matt Bush was his name, like a first-round pick for the Rays. I want to say killed someone in a DUI, or at least got yeah, a DUI yeah, yeah. in Port Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, that was in Port Charlotte with the spring training. So, ah. shouts to the word to the nine four one. All my not- if you if you're in the nine four one, you know, give us a shout. Um, at Strictly Munkin. Um, I I don't know why I'm saying that as if like I know all the people who are going <laughs> to respond to that. <laughs> Uh, okay, if you're someone who's in the 941 and you don't know me personally, do write into the show. Anyway. Yes, there you go. So there a guy go. walks in to, uh, what I was going to say is that it is not like real baseball. It's fun. Like, don't, you know, going to spring training, especially going to minor league baseball is some of the most fun in the world because you can just get like shithoused for a cheap price, especially in Florida. You can just walk, you don't need really to be in your seats, you can just walk around the whole stadium. It's a great, great time. I but, haven't gone. I need to go. I should have gone to, like, the spring trainings in Arizona, but I never went. The spring training is different because the spring training is more full. I'm talking about – because in with most spring trainings, obviously, there's also a minor league team there. And oh, minor league baseball games. We, we had the single-A affiliate there. And while I was never of drinking age, I could just tell just by looking like this was just, like, a great – retirees just going to the ballpark. They had, like, a big tiki bar in center field just getting plastered. Watching mm. some like scrubs play baseball it, in like tick, mm. season tickets. I think we had like a ten game package, and it was. I really want to say it was under like four hundred dollars for like five tickets for ten games. <laughs> it was just like, ooh, I like that. Okay, anyway, let's get into it. Anyway, so guy walks in with a newspaper. He's you can tell he's bad news because you don't see his face. So you know he's the murderer. Um, right. There's a poker game going on in the back. A lot of money being dumped. You know this place is mobbed up. Yep. Um, the guy with the newspaper gets up when, uh, the barber leaves the, um, you know, the hair cutter, the hair cutty, the opposite of hair cutter, the guy getting his hair cut. The chair, you get the chair. He leaves the chair, he goes back, um, something happens, you start hearing gunshots, there's a massacre. Everyone in the back, all four dudes in the back, and the guy in the seat all get shot up. Got a lot of bodies. I think this is the most bodies thus far. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of bodies. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and a, a full machine gun, you know, not messing around. A Mac-10, a Mac-10. Mac-10. It's well, yeah, like we randomly. Learned. He's Mac- I mean, yeah. Why would that guy be carrying a Mac-10? That he's, just seems insane The guy's to me. clearly in the mob. Yeah, I don't think that's a gun they use, really, though. Like, that's, I don't know. It seems a lot. I mean, yeah, it is a lot, but they're in the mob. They're a lot. All right, fine. I don't know. I don't know anything about the mob. Now, if you are in the mob, don't write into the show because I don't want to know anything and then thus feel feel in danger. So, um, <laughs> we get back to uh, the we, we come back from the theme song and Sharona Monk are in classic place, the auto body shop. You know, the auto yeah. repair shop. Something's wrong with the suspension. 
with uh, Sharona's Volvo. And, you know, it's something... I think they go into it. The only thing that's important in this scene is that she, it's $900. Um, Monk yeah. offers to take care of it. He can't. Another thing that's important is that, according to the, the Amazon trivia, the guy who plays the mechanic died two weeks before this episode came out. So rest in peace to him. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, shit. Damn. Rest in peace. Um, so he didn't even get to see his episode. No. Um, you know, I don't think that was probably the thing on his mind. I don't know what he died of, but that's terrible. He was, he was, he was, he was pretty springy in his last Yeah, I mean, honestly, it could have been like a heart attack. It could have been a car crash. It didn't say. Um, just okay. that he died. Um, so rest, rest in, in peace. peace to him. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Um, I would pour a little bit of my drink out, but I am in a new apartment with hardwood floors, and I don't really feel like, you know, staining them. Um, so they are, you know, they're like, they're gonna have to walk home, which sucks, but they get stopped by a limousine yep. and our, and your friend, Tony, your guy. Yeah. He's uh, my guy. Tony stops him. It's like, Hey, hey where you, where you going? Hey, where you going? Uh, Paisano. No. Yeah. Um, Paisan. Um, do you by any chance follow the Twitter account NYC Guido voice? No, I don't. It's a fake account where it's a uh, super Italian. <laughs> no, like, really? I thought it was real. No, but it's like a, it's a super fat, it's a fake super fat Italian uh, character who's like super like, you know, always talking about the, the boys in blue and like sauce and gabagool. Um, and I always think of the the best tweet is, um, seize the Mucinex cough guy, like uh, seize the Mucinex mucus guy on TV. Quote, hey, Paisan, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What? Anyway, because he, he relates to him. <laughs> He's okay, like, I like right. this guy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so he, you know, he he says, like, my my boss would like some of your help. Uh, he's, and it's like, you know, you're Tony Lucarelli, as in Salvatore Lucarelli. Um, Monk is familiar. He's familiar. With the reputation. Exactly. And so Monk doesn't want to take the job. Understandable. Um... Now, whether you have a choice of whether or not you take a job with the mob is questionable. But I think that Monk probably is doing is he probably has his own best interest in mind by not yeah. taking a job with the mob. Um, no, absolutely. But that doesn't stop them from you know just cajoling him into eventually just being threatened into doing it. I gotta commend you on that use of the word cajole because that really because I think people use cajole like in a too t- too positive of a sense because I think cajole sounds very fun and whimsical but it's really you know it's kind of like a it's like a, That's a it's like some like a mild threatening with like a smile on your face you know like uh, you know just hey, come on hey uh, yeah you know. yeah it's like a car salesman uh, cajoled me into buying a lemon exactly um, that's a phrase I mean that's a term people don't use enough anymore um, lemon? lemon or yeah. cajoled okay a lemon. Um, yeah, I mean, people don't. I don't know if there ever a time where people use cajoled a lot, um, but lemon definitely is one you don't hear enough. Um, and so they end up, you know, basically getting monk because Sharona's gonna go because immediately Sharona is smitten with this Tony character. Yeah, and I gotta say, this one is completely on Sharona. She knew this. The first thing she learned about this guy is he's mopped up. She is not right. surprised. She's not surprised at all, and she says she makes it known. She's like, exactly. oh, you know what? I've met worse people. I'm like, I, I doubt I beg that. to differ. I beg to differer. I, I, yeah. like this guy, like this dude, like, sure, fine, yeah. There are plenty of people. I guarantee you who are in mob families who have not killed anyone. However, you really want to take that chance? You want to take that especially, chance? Especially, especially with the mob guy who looks like Lachlan Monroe. Like, come on, exactly, man. man Lachlan Monroe. Now, what is? I didn't look up his ethnicity. I'm assuming not Italian. 
because he yeah. doesn't look Italian. Probably Irish, I would guess. Yeah, the mon- the way he spells Monroe, the M U R, I mean M U M U N R O, is. Uh, I'll do. I'll do you one better. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. Well, he's not ethnically Canadian, but I understand your point. Um, of course, he's Canadian. Um, but yeah, he does not look Italian at all. Now the thing is, of course, that like there's the the long history of non-Italians playing, uh, like gangsters, like. You know, The Godfather was kind of notable because it had a couple. Because Al Pacino was actually Italian, um, we're obviously like James Caan, Jewish, and if I remember correctly, I don't think Marlon Brando was actually Italian, despite the fact that Brando ends with a uh, ends with a consonant. Let me double check that though. That could be wrong. Um, yeah, he has no Italian ancestry, which is crazy. Once again, Brando, you would just think like, ah, Brando. Um, what about uh, yeah? What about uh, Ewan McGregor and? Birds of Prey. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a problem. I like that movie, as I said, but like that really is just like <laughs> that movie comes up a lot. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, 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 that's fine. I mean, I think it's a dope movie, honestly. And uh, but yeah, that that does that's a bad one. I mean, the worst one is actually also in the Batman universe. Is Nothing's worse than Tom Wilkinson playing a guy character named Carmine Falcone. In oh, hey. That's so, so when bad. so when did the nuts take over the nut house? No, don't get me wrong. I love that. Like that's such a he's great and it's fun. Um, but uh, definitely does not work. But we'll get we'll talk about Philip Baker Hall in a second. Um, yes. So uh, much like one Rebecca Black, um, Monk is having a is un, like it's unclear what if he's going to take the front seat or the back seat. If he's going to kick him in the front seat or the back seat, right? Right. Um, but Apparently unlike her, he's got a thing. Yeah. He's got a thing with back seats. That's okay. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. But unlike her, he, it's not about indecision. Um, it's about that he wants to be in the front seat, and uh, the driver says, "No, no way, not in the front seat." Um, but he, they end up taking him in, and he ends up going into uh, the restaurant. But you see that Cafe the, Palermo. Yes, Cafe Palermo. Um, but you see that they're getting surveilled. So there's classic. Yes. The classic thing you always see in TV where it's you see through the lens of a camera and you get some... That's uh, camera shooting photos. Um, Yeah. And then this is where uh, they meet The Godfather, played by Phil Baker Hall, one of my favorite... One of the best... I was going to say my favorite, but one of the best character actors of, you know... The... The years I've watched films, I'm not going to say whether or not he stacks up with the character actors of the 40s and 50s, but in terms of, like, you know, 90s and 2000s movies, I, he's one of the best. Um, yeah. I assume you're a big fan as well, as you are also a big PTA fan. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, no, I love Philip Baker Hall. Um, I, yeah, it was nice to see him. He's still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I remember oh, correctly, yeah. I want to say that the, my favorite line... Um, uh, in, that he's ever said is in Boogie Nights. His Boogie Nights character is definitely my favorite um, character he's ever done. And there's a Jesus. line... What? What? Do you not agree? What, what character is better? Oh, man. Probably uh, the the handwriting uh, No, that's... I, I'm like, going to say the handwriting... No, this... I love the fact he's in Zodiac, but that is not a I haven't character. I haven't seen Magnolia. I haven't no, seen... No, it's not Magnolia. I said Boogie Nights. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, I haven't oh, seen character Magnolia is fine. But, um... In Boogie Nights, he says this quote, and this is why he's the best character. I'm a, I like simple pleasures, like butter in my ass and lollipops in my mouth. That's just <laughs> yeah. me. That's just something I enjoy. So Yeah, I do remember that. That's just funny. <laughs> God, that movie's the best. Um, uh, but anyway, I love that movie so much, man. Um, so 
he meets the Godfather. The Godfather is uh, chopping up some fish. And he shakes Monk's hand. Monk needs a wipe. And Sharon apologizes, but the Godfather, what does he say? Oh, he's like, sorry, I've got blood on my hands. And Monk says, yeah, you do. Which, there's the phrase on the nose just thrown around a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, the reason he's chopping up the fish is because he has to do a wake. Because Ernie got killed with along with four of his friends. Uh, I guess Ernie was like his nephew or something, I don't remember. Yeah, it was his nephew. Yeah. It was his uh, sister's kid. Yeah, sister's he's, got, kid he's got a lot of nephews. Um, and not in, like, the way that Stoop Dog uses the term. Um, I knew that was coming. <laughs> the thing is, I have, like, three comedy moves, and the moment you spend, like, three minutes with me, it's like, oh. Like, I feel like people who know me, like, for two minutes think I'm very funny, and then if you know me for ten minutes, it's like, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, I know exactly what you're going to do. Um, so, Monk says he can't take the case, and they ask the eternal question, which is, of course, you can or you won't. Um, right. And, uh, you know... It, there's there's some tension at this point I'm like well I was originally in favor of Monk not taking this case at this point I'm like Monk you gotta take the case like the du- the, the, the head of the west coast mob is holding a knife and you're in his restaurant you gotta take the case yeah not only that but like he also uh, offers to pay three times his rate you mm-hmm. know not a bad financial incentive but that's why Sharona is basically telling him to take the case too because obviously we saw her car mm-hmm. has some issues so and yeah. cause she also wants to see fat Tony skinny Tony but yes um I'm sorry that's just that. that's that's inappropriate um <laughs> but uh you know and the godfather he levels it with him he's like i'm trying to prevent a war and um you know monk is like i'm sorry and then they get like okay we'll let you think about it let you sleep let's let him sleep on it is what tony says yeah yeah and then uh salvatore asks an important question which is are you right-handed or are you left-handed mm-hmm Meaning, of course, he's going to cut off one of his hands, which this is why is you that just... a thing? Is that a thing that they like do? Like, I know that it's happened, but is that I like mean, a thing? I honestly don't know, and I don't really want to find out. I don't want to ask the people I would need to ask in order to find out, because um, uh, I, I like both my hands, much like Monk. Um, now, I do think we need to just briefly mention that because I teased it is Lachlan Monroe doesn't look Italian, and nah. Phil Baker Hall looks worn. Like, and, like, you know, kind of old and grizzled, but he also, like, you could, Philip Baker Hall, you really couldn't put together a string of three names that was less Italian. Yeah, yes, true, it's the true Anglo name, but he, like, just, I don't know, he he doesn't even try, like, an Italian accent either, really. I mean, that's, I I don't really mind that that much, because it's either in San Francisco, like, I think, like, if it was in, like, New York, I'd have a bigger problem with it, because, like, I think so much of what we consider an Italian accent, because assuming... Because, like, there's not that many, you know, Italians coming as new immigrants these days. So, I think so much of what we think of as, like, the Italian mobster accent in modern times is just a New York accent, you know? Like, Tony yeah. Soprano has a New York accent. He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't he have... a Jersey a, accent. A Jersey accent, yeah. yes. Yes. Um, my apologies. But you know what I mean. Like, he has a... He's like, so, I don't mind it that much. Um, I wish he would have maybe done a couple things. Um, but, you know, I, the thing is, I actually think he's good in this role just because he has so much gravitas. gravitas exactly yeah like you see him and it's like this guy is he also is able to convey what i think every godfather don mobster character needs to have and when they don't have it i think this is when it's you just mob movies just don't work or mob characters is you need to 
realize that he's an incredibly scary person, but you need to also feel like he if he loves you then he will do anything for you that he like ah, that he operates out of a place of that he you know what i mean that he has deep affection for the people around him you know what right. i mean because that's what separates a mobster from a psychopath you know what i mean like that's yeah you could say that that would be a criticism of hugh mcgregor's character in birds of prey um yes one last thing on this whole mob thing and i swear i'll stop harping on it <clears throat> the other italian person that we basically meet in this thing is also played by some russian guy so yeah just not even one. Come on. No, it, it really is. It, it's really just a problem. Like, yeah. It, and it's it's not that it's not as much of a problem as if it was like you know minorities who were being played by non minorities. But it is like come on, you really couldn't have gotten. I mean, it's don't even get me started on how uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe cast a guy named Taylor Johnson as uh, could, a Russian character. But whatever. I mean, Sokovia. They could. They, sorry, they couldn't save uh, the douche for this. Come on, oh. man. I'll be honest with you. The I douche don't and the mob. <laughs> the douche be mobbed up. <laughs> Bonnet douche, it's Italian, baby. Well, okay. What character in this episode would you want any mob douche to play? Uh, the mechanic. The mechanic. So not in the mob is what you're saying. Yeah, not in the mob even. <laughs> and the thing is, he's playing himself because after breaking Bonnet douche, Philip Art <laughs> had to take a job as a mechanic. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he needs to, he needs to get paid just in a sack of bills, unmarked. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Monk leaves the restaurant, telling his hands that he loves them both, and he scares away two prospective customers. Um, yeah, which is kind of sad. Little, a little bit of masturbation humor is that what it is? I, I wasn't sure. I don't know. I didn't take it that way. I took it as just like he's being strange, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. Um, the thing I is, need to get. I need to see Jesus. You need to see Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> clear. Because I thought of it, it was like as a masturbation thing. No, for I think anyone who's listening to this podcast knows that if anyone needs to convene with Jesus, it's all absolutely me. Um, yeah. Okay. But no, I think it was. Uh, I think it just was a weird thing. Now you do have to wonder though, like that. Even though it was strange to see a guy like that, I feel like a mob restaurant's got to have some unbelievable, you know, sauce Security? and pasta. I mean, oh. just no, just like. That food's got to be unbelievable. Um, anyway. Fuck, I'm hungry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, so the, then a van pulls up. So it's obviously a security van. And uh, Okay, and am I wrong? Am I wrong? But is that like right in front of the restaurant? Yeah, big, uh, just real dumb shit. Um, <laughs> I couldn't so get should, over that. Yeah, it definitely is uh, a big oversight. Um, and we meet uh, Agent Combs. Um, who is played by, what is it? Um, Louis Litt! Rick yeah, Hoffman. Yeah, Rick Hoffman. I was going to say, of Suits. I didn't know you watched Suits. I thought you hated USA Network. I know, okay, I, I had an ex-girlfriend who made me watch Suits. Um, and I think I probably saw the first three or four seasons. I saw the first five seasons, I want to say. I remember the, I start, stopped watching when Gary Cole came on, which is ironic because I love Gary Cole, but the show just kind of got started getting stupid. Um, uh, but, hmm. yeah, but, I mean, uh, he is an unbelievable uh, dick. As an actor. Like, he's just... It, yeah. It's just... You just... Everything you, you see him in. And he knows it. Like, he's like... And he leans in. He's like, I'm gonna be the worst person you've ever met. And you really... You you never don't believe that he is gonna fucking knock over. And that's great. Um, yeah. And so he gets... He makes Monk get in the van. And we then cut to, like, their... Uh, the FBI's... They're, like, hideout. Yeah. And he's like, what were you doing with Sal and Fat Tony? 
And he's like, ah, oh, you know, they want me to investigate this, yada, 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 yada. And he says he said no, but our friend Agent Combs has an idea because he says that they're ignoring the big picture, that this is an opportunity to send someone in undercover. Yeah. They want him undercover just to get the general skinny on him? Or no, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. They want to get him undercover to get dirt on Salvatore, which is the problem. Right. Because, like, the, the inherent problem is, and you can t- see that this is the tension, like, they kind of should have, Monk should have saw this coming, which is that Monk is not, his investigation for Salvatore is not investigating Salvatore. Like, the FBI is actually not interested in really in finding out who did the... No, they're not, not the that they're bar- not interested in Barbershop, but they're more interested in convicting Salvatore, which is, you know, bad for Monk because, you know, Monk... There's, uh, anyway, it's I, I don't need to speak. Um, but who doesn't speak is Leland Stahlmeier, who comes in. Yeah. To protect he his friend. He comes in. He's down mm-hmm. for Monk this episode, and you love to see it. Yeah, he is. He is. He, he does that. And he also, like, mentions... He brings to light the fact that their previous undercover person got killed. Exactly. Uh, which, which Combs, like, responds at, like, that's different because the mob actually know that Monk is a cop mm-hmm. or pseudo-cop or whatever. So, like, mm-hmm. it actually would work better this time. Yeah. Um, and also, as this is happening, Shrona learns that the reason they call him Fat Tony is because he used to be 250 pounds. Um, right. Obviously, Randy is jealous that Shrona is interested in Fat Tony. Um... Anyway, um, but Agent Combs used the opportunity. He knows what Monk wants, and he says, you know, Monk, you know, you're not a cop, but you could be a cop. Yeah. Like, they say that if next time you're you're for reinstatement, I can call, you know, the police commissioner. And I really like the fact that Stoudemire immediately sees through that. He's like, no, like, he's just just lying to you, yada, yada, yada. Um, Because the audience obviously sees through it, and... Like, it's nice that it, that they're not all like, oh, my God, reinstatement. It's only Monk who's kind of like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I'm always under the impression that Monk doesn't actually believe that it's going to happen. I honestly don't know. I think that you might be... I don't think that that was the intention of the writing. But I yeah. think that you are right to read it that way because I think that you... I with think, how many times he's brought it up, yeah, like, exactly. how many times this has happened, like, he's already, like, had his yeah. hopes let up. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that's the point that the show is trying to make, but I think it is an inescapable conclusion to reach because of, one, how many times this plot has come up, but also how much he is not ready to be reinstated, I think. Right, right, which um, which Leland says also, Yes. again. Um, but Monk says he'll do it because, you know, if there's a chance, yada, yada, yada. So yeah. they go to the crime scene. Um, you know, pretty messy place. Uh, Randy, being jealous, gives Sharona Fat Tony's file. Um, he was indicted twice, never convicted. And she's like, ah, he was just indicted. Seems pretty low. That's true. But also, like, come on. Like, when you have a file, you know who doesn't have a file with the, uh, FBI that big? I don't. Um. True. I'm also not dangerous. Uh, where, because, you know... Uh, and he's like, I know why you like him because he's dangerous. You know, some Wait, have think- you ever, have you ever, have you ever gotten warned by like your cable com- or your internet company for illegally downloading shit? I don't think so. No. Ever? I don't think so. No. 
Dude, I almost like got my internet cut off when I lived in Air- in Tucson because I was downloading Dexter episodes, which is just so fucking sad I, in retrospect. I, cause I, I only did torrenting when I was in like high school, and my parents never told me that they got anything, so I imagine they didn't because they would have been mad at me. Um, and I haven't torrented since just be- because it's like incredibly easy to find streams. <laughs> like, it's like there's no reason for me to torrent. Um, That's true. But anyway, uh, yes, Randy says that people think he's dangerous. And Monk immediately identifies a problem that a witness says there are three killers, but there's only one gun used. Yeah. Did they take turns? That's true. That's a great point. No. I didn't make that point. Stoudemire said that. I don't know why you weren't paying attention. No, 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 I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm speaking to the audience here. Yeah. Um, And also, the money is still there. Yeah, so it wasn't a robbery. No, but, and of course, you know, Stoudemire says these guys don't send emails. They, uh... This is how they send messages, which fair, yes, fair. But also, like you take, the, I still take the money, you know. Like, yeah, and while you're at, while you're at it, I mm-hmm. mean, in the end, it ends up being about money in a roundabout way. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's oh, it's always about the money, you know. Um, it's either yeah, follow the money. It's either for love or money. Um. Uh. Anyway. Um. No, never mind. Um. I was gonna do a segue that was completely foul. Anyway. Um. <laughs> So, uh, the money's still there, and um, they find, you find out that uh, the killer took the gumball machine and used it to break the window in the back. Um, yes. And Randy, when they're making this observation, picks a gumball off the ground and puts it in his mouth. Um, yeah. And there's a great bit where, you know, Samurai's like, Randy, and he's like, oh, sorry, evidence. It's like, and it's been on the ground. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, God, man, Randy's just—he's on one this season. He's—he's he's really going for it. He is just completely, fully on his bullshit in a way that just like you know you like to see it because, I—I I, you know Randy doesn't do much else other than be on his bullshit, and I mean that in the nicest way. Do we have any like Randy-centered episodes? Yes, there are multiple Randy-centered episodes. Um, I don't know when the first one is, but I can think of two. Where that are Randy centered, um, Mr. Monkles the wait. dentist is one of my favorites. Um, it has some really great Randy stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, he also finds a crossword that he thinks was like either done by the killer or someone who was there right at the time because it's half yeah. finished. Well, not half finished; it's almost finished. It's like it's nearly finished. Yeah. And Monk tries to be like, "Would you leave a crossword if you were almost done with it? That was really hard." And they all kind of look at him, and I'm like, "No, of course I wouldn't. Would you?" I, are you Are you telling me right now? I mean, I don't like crossword puzzles, so. I mean, I, this is the thing. Like, what my advice to everyone listening is: do a thorough screening of the people you decide to do a podcast with, because sometimes you're three seasons into a show and they say they don't like crosswords, and it's like, what the hell? Like, I mean, I, dude, I I just like I don't like newspapers. They're too fucking creepy. I mean, I hate it. yeah, I don't actually use newspapers. I don't like it because they get ink on my fingers, and I have OCD about stuff getting out of my hands. I do, like I do crosswords on my phone. I'm not, you know. Uh, you do crosswords on your phone? Is that a thing you can do? I yeah, I have the ten dollar crossword app. I don't know. I, I don't even. I mean, also, you, but then you if, if you have the New York if you have a New York Times subscription, you get a new crossword every day. But I prefer the crossword app because there's like ten different sources of crosswords you can get crosswords from, dating back to like 2010. Um, it was only like ten dollars. I got it in my freshman year of college for ten dollars, and I've honestly probably spent three weeks of my life on there, like in terms of total hours. So definitely well spent. Um, wow, ten dollars a month? No, ten dollars flat fee once. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. A good piece of advice, and this is sincere, even though I'm using my sarcastic podcast voice. If there's, like, an app that's, like, a ten, like under $10 or less, it seems like it would be something. Like, if they're using a free version or something that's, like, really limited, and the paid version of it's less than $10, and you, but you really like the app, get it. Because, like, at least for me, it's, like, if I'm at, like, the grocery store and I were to add up all the times, I get, like, a Sprite or, uh, you know, Snickers bar. In, like, a week, I'm spending $10. <laughs> and so it's, like, I'd rather spend it. I was, like, I'm actually going to use, like, you know, the uh, the tall boy of Coors Seltzer I impulse bought at Seatown this afternoon uh, was, like, $6. And, like, I'm only going to be drinking this for the duration of the podcast, you know? Um, that was $6? I think it, uh, it was probably a little more. I don't know. I forget, honestly. Fuck um, that. What? Screw that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, it actually might have been a little. I'm trying to think. Because I paid $13 total. I'm not going to go through my grocery list. But, um, yeah, it probably was, it probably was like $5 maybe then. Um, eh, probably less. I honestly don't know. I hate to say it, and this is really bad. Um, and I hope my parents aren't listening. But I really, I really don't pay, didn't pay attention. Because it's like, I saw it, and it's like, I'm, I'm going to get it. <laughs> like, there's no, <laughs> like uh, there's no way. It, yeah, in fact, I only spent $13 on groceries total. Like, there's no way it was that much. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, um... They uh, they learn that there's a witness who works at the U.S. Yes. Mint, which there is a U.S. Mint in San Francisco. Uh, it's one of four. Yes, I did know that. I did um, know that. I didn't know that until I mean I I had already previously Googled this when I had watched this episode previously. Um, and as they're waiting for him in the lobby, Sharon is on the phone and she got asked out by uh, Fat Tony. Don't and this call is where him she makes her point. Fat. He's yeah. not fat, right, man. Right, right. But this is where she makes her point as to why she's going out with him and why is that. Um, she's going out with him because, wait, because, wait, why? No, what's her logic? Like, what's her, like, oh, yeah, yeah, because, because, like, she already knows that, like, that he's a scumbag in a way, like, so, uh, apparently she's met worse people is what she says. And I love the monk line because she says, does that make sense? And he says, as long as it makes sense to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is, like, I love that play with the fact that we're about to go to the u.s mint now because what do they make there they make sense wow didn't even think about that see i, I i'm trying to make sense and you're trying to make sense you stay on that grind yeah. rise and grind you know there you go don't get your funny let's, up get your money up man um, let's link and build exactly um i gotta hate those people um so <laughs> vince is there the big uh you know mob bodyguard and he's there um yeah Monk is like you don't need to be. I don't need a babysitter. I haven't had a babysitter since I was nineteen. Teen. And Sharon says, "You want a babysitter when you were nineteen? And he says, "It was the seventies. It was wild." Which I like. Yeah, late seventies. Yeah, I think that the nineteen joke is not that funny, but I think the seventies joke is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, and so we meet Phil. Um, you can just tell. I don't know about you. You can just tell is a weasel immediately. Uh, yeah, he's kind of like a like a sarcastic dickhead to Vin, to our boy Vince. Which like if you Wait, saw his, a guy, name is, like, his name is Vince, right? Yeah, I think so. Why the hell is he not going by Vinny? I honestly there's probably already only, another Vinny. There's another there's Vinny. Sort of, yeah, it's probably another Vinny. You know, that's the thing. Like, you know, honestly, I can't even be fat Vinny. He was you're, kind you're of a right big though. guy. You're you're right though. She should be going by Vinny. That was an oversight. Um, yeah, because Vinny's <laughs> making a joke like, "Oh, you really make money." Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, yada, yada, yada. Can I get a, can I get a free sample? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's making his classic jokes. And he's very sarcastic. <laughs> Phil's very sarcastic where he's like, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Oh, that's totally original. 
Yeah, he's a real dick. Yeah, like, because the thing is, like, those jokes are obvious, but they're not, like... It's, not, it's, it's not as bad as, like, if you're at the grocery store and something doesn't scan, and it's like, does that mean it's free? Like, that's bad. But, like, <laughs> is that a thing people do? I didn't oh know Oh, my God, that. you don't know enough white people. Um, actually, no. No, no, the thing is, you, you know enough. Um, but, yeah, that definitely is very, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, God, it's like that. Um, the cl- my favorite classic joke is that, and this was every single time, Every single time I ever went to the doctor as a child, and my dad was the one who took me, which happened a lot when I moved to Florida because he worked from home. Mm-hmm. Literally, no matter how sick I was, and I never was that sick, but no matter how sick I was, when the doctor used like the the what's it called, like the scope to look into my ears with the light, every time he would say, "Huh, can you see to the other end?" <laughs> Just classic stuff. Dad jokes. That's a great joke. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Phil wouldn't appreciate that joke because he's a dick. Um, yeah. And apparently, because there's a heightened security, so they're asking why, and it's because they were five cents short last week. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a big deal, but why was that such a big deal? Because uh, apparently there was, like, uh, they printed, like, the head on both sides, so there are five pennies mm-hmm. that are out there in the world. Exactly. There are five pennies that have two and heads. Monk, and yeah, and Monk, like, is it, or they're, they're, they basically ask him, like, hey, like, um, you know, like, well, how much would that be worth? And he kind of downplays it and just says that it's, like... Um, some collectors yeah. would, you know, they're crazy people. It's yeah, like, there's some nuts out there that collect coins or something. It's like, which... bro, you can't talk down on coin collectors. You work at the fucking mint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're, like, picking on the audience here. What the fuck? Yeah, because, like, if the mint didn't do, like, commemorative coins, your job could be done by a machine today. Like, the only thing that people work at the mint do is come up with, you know, state coins or whatever. Shouts out to my coin collectors. I forget what the word is. Nismatist. Dismatist? Nismatist. Nismatist? Wow. Yeah. He, those betting at home of which one of these the co-hosts would know that word, that word. Not saying you're stupid, but in terms of just dumb knowledge, you know. Uh, hold on. I, I need to confirm this. because Huge, I need to huge upset, though. The odds. Vegas was definitely not in your favor on that one. Oh, it's numismatics. Numismatics. Oh, okay. That. Hey, you were close enough. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so they're following Phil out, you know, into the front yard, and Monk's asking him about a crossword puzzle, um, and he's like, "I don't do crossword puzzles." Um, so you and Phil will be great friends. Um, and they're sitting down, and Monk's like, "Oh my God, we're being followed." Turns out the guy works for the Mint, so they're watching everyone. Yeah. All, all eyes everywhere. Yeah. Um, for five cents. Exactly. But, once again, important five cents. Um, yes. Because the thing that I think people don't realize is that if, there was, if they had stamped just tails on both sides, it actually would only be worth $100,000 each. Because, as you famously say, two heads are better than one. I mean, the none. Sorry. Damn it. Oh, you know, I fucked, I fucked, I fucked up the joke. I no, two up. heads are better than one. You got yeah, no, I, but I said, well, I said no heads. I should have just said a regular coin, but I'm an idiot. Anyway. Um, sorry guys, I just thought this on my family and my, uh, my dojo. Anyway, um, speaking of dojos, the, uh, Phil says that the guys who went into the, the barbershop were wearing jackets, and one had a number 15 on it. Yeah, but like in a weird font. And Monk draws it, and it's a Chinese gang symbol, which like, man, like that's just so fucked up, man. Why are you trying to, this, this dude is trying to start a gang war, just because he's a fucking thief. He can't keep his fingers yeah. to himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. A lot of people could have died. And, like, Monk, you a lot know, of people our guy, did it. Five 
first. Well, yeah. Well, they more could have died. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but like Monk didn't want to take the job because he didn't want blood on his hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know. And the thing I wrote this note later, but I think it's important to say. Huge, huge mistake for your close personal friend Phil to say he was an eyewitness to the case because there's no way they wouldn't even came to him if he didn't do right. that. And once again, I don't think this is unrealistic. I think a lot of people would be like, this is unrealistic. Why are you but like, because I think that's the thing a lot of people do because a lot of, because he's an amateur and he is nervous and he, you know, can't just let, he needs to involve himself. I mean, murderers classically involve themselves in the case all the time, you know, especially serial killers, right? Um, right. But like, because he's doing because he wants to like make people think it was the Chinese. Like, a mob barbershop got uh, shot up you didn't need to tell the FBI that it might have been a rival gang. They were going to reach that conclusion on their own. <laughs> that's true. No, that's very true. And it's like, why didn't he just break in after hours? Why the hell did he go there while it was open? That's a good question. Um, probably because, I honestly don't know. Um, I think that, I don't think it's a huge problem, mostly just because this guy's clearly an amateur and he, um, you know... I'm willing to forgive a lot of stuff because most killers are bad at uh, murdering, um, just generally speaking. Um, it's hard to get away with murder. Um, That's true. Yeah, because like he ends up you know, using the gumball machine to break out of the place. Yeah, so like, I, was, I think he probably wouldn't have done it unless it was like necessary. I, I was going to say this joke, and it's terrible, but I have to get it out because you know, I need to dishonor my dojo some more. If getting away with murder was so easy, Papa Roach would never have written a song about it. Anyway, so Benji really wants to go to a theme park. Okay? Yeah. And he's, his hair ben, is so long. I know. I was going to say, what's your, what's your opinion on his, his luscious locks? I'm jealous. I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to be mm-hmm. like you, little bro. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to be like you. Um, <laughs> my twin brother had hair like that for, I want to say from when we were like 8 to when we were like 15. Um... And I remember distinctly that occasionally he would get confused for a girl, and I remember it bothered me way more than it bothered him, which should say every single thing you need to know about yep. how I yep. am and how my brother mm-hmm. is. Um, anyway, uh, so Benji can't go to theme park because they ain't got no money. Um, and But in a moment of serendipity, there's a knock on the door, short of signs for something. Oh, because we forgot to mention earlier. Well, no, yeah, she literally sorry. bitches about it like right before that. Yeah, so, yeah, that, right, that right, 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 yeah. Ha- yeah. yeah. That Trevor, her ex-husband, what has he not done? He hasn't sent a check in, like, what, three or four months? Four months. Mm-hmm. Which, like, at that point, I think you've you got to probably, you know, call someone, call the authorities. Like, that's, you know, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> she knows the authorities, come on. Exactly, like, like you know, like, there, there's, you, that, you can, that's legally enforceable. It's not like he's, she's doing him a courtesy. Um, right. And, but she ends up getting all that and, like, the next four months up front. Um, so, good for her. And so Benji can go to the theme park. Mm-hmm. And as she's outside, you have a moment that, in my opinion, is very reminiscent of the end of the first Back to the Future movie. Where her car's up front, being shined good as new, being fixed free as charge, free of charge by the mechanic, rest in peace. Um, right. Because, obviously, he got threatened. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that this does not immediately turn off Sharona. And Sharona's like, oh my god, am I fair? Like, what, do you think that he my asked Romeo. nicely? I, like, man, I just, like, this was, I think we've ragged on her a lot about, you know, having bad taste in men and, yeah. you know, 
kind of deserving it when things go south. This one, I think, is the most egregious. Like, I have no sympathy for her at the end of this episode. Yeah, like, these guys, like, at the end of the day, they're criminals. And, yeah, they might be, like, friendly to them. Mm. But, like, as we find out later... And, and, like... and even if you take out the stuff that Tony's done outside of what Sean has seen, if a auto mechanic clearly had been threatened into fixing my car, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you're so nice. It's like... Dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? Now people think I'm, like, a monster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a really, it's a bad look for her. Like, in in any way you spin it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so we cut to their date, Tony and Sharona. Um, They're they're eating dessert. Well, Tony's just having some coffee, and Sharona's eating ice cream. And she asks him, did you really lose 55 pounds? Um... Yeah, and he says yes, and he said that being hungry is, tastes better than anything or something like that. The whole the, the uh, Kate Moss, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Whatever. Um, yeah, and um, which honestly, very well might be true, but like, I don't have, I'm not really interested in finding out. Um, I had Taco Bell last night. I had Taco Bell on Saturday night, um, so we're both dirtbags. Um, <laughs> now yeah, yeah. I, I would say that on the scale. No, just the fact that you're in your 30s has made it a little bit worse. But <laughs> if we're scaling, uh, uh, no disrespect. But yeah. no, no, now, but to make myself the worst, 0% chance that I won't still be getting Taco Bell in my 30s. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not going to change. Um, but anyway, uh, so she's like, you should ask your uncle to stop calling you by that nickname. Which, like, what are you talking about? Like, you got, he's going to be Fat Tony forever. Like, how do you not, yeah. like... Does... You have to like you have to consider. There's a skinny Tony probably already. What is he, regular Tony? Now and not what just that. Mean? Like it's a whole thing. Like and people have nicknames that are from one incident all the time. You know, like not okay. Not honestly, honestly, I don't know any because I'm not in the mob. But like that's the thing in movies and TV all the time where it's like, yeah, this guy, you know, his name is uh, Stumpy. His name is Stumpy because well, no, that that there's no. Way that <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I set you up. <laughs> like uh you know his his uh his name is uh stapler you know he actually once stapled his finger to a desk you know like that's like it's just it happens what well, a no, nickname you know, actually, I, do have an example. I do have an example on when me and my brothers moved to florida on the first day of school for fourth grade my twin brother michael uh was a big ken griffey jr fan and he wore a ken griffey jr jersey and he was called griffey by a lot of his friends until like seventh grade and he only wore he didn't keep wearing it but you know what the fuck? That's a weird nickname. I mean, it's a dope nickname. I'll be honest with you. Like, Griffey's a cool nickname, um, uh, in my opinion. Now, it doesn't it does not beat the fact that in my ninth grade biology class, my uh, teacher, Mr. Wickman, hilarious guy, um, on like the third day class, my friend Mason wore a Starling Castro jersey, and obviously just says Castro on the back. Oh my god! He was Fidel until the end of class. And I feel he was ever, you know, and, and no, I knew. no, not like Fidel, period. Like not even, um, or my, my best friend Skylar is, his last name's hyphenated and his initials are VC and he almost exclusively called him VD, which is inappropriate for a high school teacher <laughs> to do. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's an amazing nickname. It is. Um, oh, and one last one, uh, friend with the last name Asparilla sounds like Sasparilla. Um, and so he would call him peanut butter boy. Um, anyway. Peanut butter boy? Yeah, because I think, like, I forget exactly, something about biology with peanut butter and sasper. I honestly don't even remember. I don't even remember exactly what it was. I wasn't in that period, so I just remember that that was his nickname. 
was Peter Marbley. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Um, Tony says that he's that his uncle's not going to change the nickname because he's from a different century. Um, and he says, I feel like same things about Monk. Shorna says he's from a different century, different planet. Uh, Tony says he can be very persuasive, which means that he threatened to, you know, break someone's ankles. Um, and he says, you know, I'm actually going to night school. I'm not like my uncle. Um, yeah. Which made me ask, because I forgot the ending where it turns out he's not going to night school. I wrote, is Tony the white stringer bell? Um, I thought about that. I did. No, okay, but like, wait, did you mention the fact that um, that he didn't no. just call anybody? He called Sharona's ex. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, I'm on Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. Well, I mean, that's why you knew that. was threatening. Well, yes, okay. he threatened Sharona's ex, um, which, you know, if, I mean, we met Trevor. He definitely knows some Bob guys, so he knows he's not messing around with that. Um, yeah. And so he says, but he says he's going to night school, getting an MBA. He wants to open up a bookstore. Which, like, you know what? Yeah. Like, if that was true, good for him. But it's absolutely Yeah. Bad. I know. I was bummed. I was kind of bummed out at that. But yeah, because you, you want to believe that he's a good guy. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you knew he wasn't. Anyway, cut to, we're in, like, the Chinese gang's headquarters. They're here for Jimmy Liu. Jimmy Liu was doing upside down. What did they invert it? What do you even call those? The Where you're hanging? Uh, like, upside down pull-ups? Well, you, or, the thing uh, where you're hanging upside down by your feet and you're doing crunches. Um, I have no idea what that's called. Yeah. Thing I'll never do, you could call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like Christian Bale in Batman. Or... He does. No, wait. American Psycho? No, One Batman. He does in Batman. Um, they just look the same in both roles. That's why I'm like, I was always thrown off by his Bruce Wayne. That is true. Um, although he's obviously, like, yoked as Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah. Steroids are great. Um, allegedly, whatever. I don't think he's going to sue me for that, though. Um, and so Monk asked him about the crossword as well. Um, four letters blank Jaworski is the the, uh, the clue. So it's not Ron Jaworski. Uh, the IMDb trivia said that it was Leon Jaworski, who was like a prosecutor in the Nixon administration or something like that. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah, sure. I wouldn't have gotten that one, and I do a lot of crosswords. Um, you know, Leon, the, the easier one is, you know, Hall of Fame defensive tackle blank let is the correct thing to forget. Anyway, um, Ponce Day blank. Um, so, he has, he's done 99 of these sit-up things. He's gonna stop, and Monk is like, you can't stop. Yeah. So he makes him run You got you gotta round it out. And Jimmy says that he, they weren't behind it. Because, and he's right about this, this would be bad for everyone. I don't want to start a gang war. Yeah, and, like, he seems to have this weird, like, uh, like, respect for Sal. Mm-hmm. Even though, what we, like, Sal has a conversation about it later, and he's kind of, like, a dick about it. Yeah. Sounds like he doesn't give a shit about him. I mean, yeah, also, I'm just going to say, it, I think South probably... I don't think that South probably talks about the other white gangs like that, if I'm being honest. He probably is pretty racist. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's just, you know... Um, I don't think I need to do much assuming. Anyway, a Molotov cocktail flies through the window. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they have to run away. By the way, by the way, sorry, this is the last thing I promised. No, um, I mean, I'm, I interrupt all the time. Did you, did you recognize the front of the building? No, what was it? That's where they filmed uh, Patty's Pub and It's Always Sunny. Ah, wow. I did not recognize. I'm not a huge It's Always Sunny. I've watched It's Always Sunny. I'm not a big enough fan to uh, know off the top of my head, but wow. Shouts to... Uh... There, there, there used to be a bar there called uh, Vil- Villains Tavern mm-hmm. in L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not in Philadelphia. And uh, we used to go there all the time. And I remember like when we'd leave there super drunk, we would just go over there and just mm-hmm. be stupid. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, no better thing to do when you're super drunk. Anyway... Um, 
cut to Agent Combs, congrats, Monk, congratulations, Monk, for starting a mob war, which is like, what did you expect? What on earth did you expect was going to happen? Yeah. Someone's um, getting found out. Like, people are always keeping tabs on each other. Like, come on. Exactly. And so Combs is like, no, 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 but we can use this. We can use this. You can, Monk, you can wear a wire and get Salvatore, Salvatore confessing to throwing the Molotov, which is like, one, they're trying to get Monk killed. And two, right. Salvatore hired Monk, but he's known him for like two days. Why on earth is he going to tell him that he committed, Monk, a former police officer, who yes. still friends with police officers, that he committed yes. a federal crime? Yeah, well, it's felony, just not, yeah, it's nonsensical. There's a little, there's some holes in this portion mm-hmm. of the episode. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Monk doesn't want to wear a wire on his chest. He can't get a tape to his chest. And so the but at least there's six options. There's six options. Now he goes through the options, um, and the the funny bit is the number four, which is I. What is it like? I don't care if uh, I die, I'll die. Don't ever do yeah. number four. Um, yeah. Now, where do you think number four is going? I think there's only one answer, but where do you think it's going? Like in your asshole? Yeah, it's got to go off the pooper. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, so, he chooses six. Six, which is, I don't know why that's just not the default. It's just in a tie. Why would that not be the first option? Yeah, no, true. And honestly, like, it freaked me out that he was wearing a tie. I'm so used to seeing him, like, not wear a tie mm-hmm. with his shirt buttoned all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, he's wearing a tie. Um, and... Uh, you know, they to go, the wake, right? Or what is it? Like wake. a celebration? Yeah, it's the, okay. No, no, it's not the wake. It's the uh, like the post-funeral reception type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that there's no word for it, which is weird, because I don't like saying reception because weddings have receptions, and um, you know, funerals are not weddings, mm-hmm. unless you know you're that guy who went to his hater's funeral just to make sure he was dead. Uh, shout out to that. Guy. <laughs> yeah, that's Big fan a great of that guy. Meme. Um, yeah. I really do apologize to all of my mother's friends and associate acquaintances who listen to the show when I reference memes like that. There's just a famous Instagram post of a guy who took a photo at a funeral and it's just went to my biggest hater's funeral to make sure he was dead or something like that. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, not actually, if I knew the guy who did that, I'd be like, that's really gross. Like, that's really intrusive on the family. <laughs> but as a meme, it's funny. <laughs> but that's a gross thing to do. Like, if I if at, like, a family member's funeral, like, I did that, I'd be fucking pissed. <laughs> but <laughs> No, but after that, he does, like, in the hashtags, there is a rest in peace, whatever. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but, I mean, I've said rest in peace to some people I don't care about. Um, anyway, um, so, you know, uh, Tony greets them, and he needs to frisk them. Um... And Monk doesn't like being frisked, and Tony's like, yeah, it's a really nice tie. And he's like, yep, it's mine. Which, like, this is why you don't send Monk undercover anywhere. Yeah, and, he's super obvious the whole time. And then he basically starts feeling up Sharona in public. Um, like, it's just... It, man, this guy Matra is... Mia. Oh, mamma mia. That's a spicy... <laughs> that's a spicy broad you got there. Um... And so, uh, yeah, I feel like we've been slacking on the accents. So I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. And, you know, so they go to meet the Godfather again. And he's like, yeah, I buried five good men today. That's my back end to it. But his voice just, it, feel, it comes from a place in his throat. Like, I just can't get to it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, a way back. No, we're, mor- we're mere mortals, baby. Exactly. Um, also, he, I swear to God, he could wake up from a 20-hour intensive, like, medically induced coma in a cryogenic sleep chamber and he would still look like he hasn't slept in three days <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just no, looks he's, he's, he he's, is he's, haggard he's rough looking. all the time 
Like, yeah. like, like in, in, Zo- in Zodiac, when like they mentioned like that his like handwriting analysis might not be good because he was like an alcoholic. It's like you didn't need to say that. Like, <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did, he tells it all himself. He doesn't yeah, need to speak. Anyway, even. Um, and so Monk, uh, he tells Monk to try the scongili. Um, scongili, which is an Italian dish I never heard of. Steinmeier says it's octopus. It turns out, according to the trivia, the goofs, excuse me, it's actually made of mollusks. Um, oh, which, interesting. Fine. Never I mean, I would eat it. That. I don't know. Um, yeah. Wait, yeah. mollusks? Yeah. What kind of mollusks are we talking about? If it's scallops, I can eat. If it's like sea snails, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll eat any, honestly, any animal other than a dog or a cat. Escargot? Yeah, I, I've never had it, but I would eat it. Mm, I can't. See, the thing is, I have uh, a pet. The, I'm completely opposite of most people where. I almost I have very aversion to a lot of vegetables because I'm a child, but I will eat basically any former animal. Um, once again, except for dog or cat. And I, you know, uh, how about like monkey? Monkey, I probably wouldn't eat. You're right. Okay, so not monkey. <laughs> not monkey. Um, Raccoon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean just because like a dirt. I, I, I the thing is like squirrel. I don't, yeah, I don't I don't understand the because like <laughs> the thing is it's not like. If you kill it and you take off like the outside fur and you cook it, it's not like the dirt that's on like its hands is gonna be in the food. Like it's, it's not like no. I know, but food. like I wouldn't, sh- I wouldn't eat. I would only eat it out of desperation. Like, no, I'm dying. if if, I, if if someone was like, hey, I can cook really good squirrel, and like I, fe- I don't know, I just, I, I wouldn't like actively seek it out. But there's no, I don't know, moral or like, I guess the thing is like, it wouldn't gross me out because ultimately like it would probably have the same type of texture as meat. Like, just, you know, anyway. Um, but, uh, so Monk accidentally gets some of the scongili on his tie, and he, um, keeps wiping it, which, you know, what happens? Yeah, he fucks up the mic, obviously. $20,000 mic. Well, he, and, well, he doesn't uh, break it yet. He doesn't break it yet. They just keep hearing static, because... Oh, yeah, because he keeps, like, wiping it off, like, mm-hmm. trying to get the stain off, um... Yeah, this went on a, a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as the other ones, but yeah. but then and they, they yeah. yeah they start interviewing Sal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, then Sal uh, yeah they start talking to him, and you know he says he had nothing to do with the attack, that it was some kids from L.A. trying to impress him. Um, but he say, suggests that they do um, a uh, they they go they essentially go back to the barber shop to mm-hmm. check it out, um, and they're very resistant because they don't want to go to a second location with him because you know they might get murdered. But they go to the barbershop. Yep. And, um, you know, Monk is, like, very puzzled because he's, like, he could have grabbed anything. Why did he grab the gumballs? And as this is going on, Sharona's like, hey, Sal, uh, why, why, you, maybe you should, uh, y- your nephew, he's lost weight. Maybe you should stop calling him Fat Tony. Um, and, uh, it's like, maybe Big Tony. It's like, there's already a Big Tony, which I like because, of course, there's a yeah. big, there's there's like 17 Anthony's, obviously, as you might imagine. Um, yep. Yeah, there's nothing but Anthony's, John's, and Vincenzo's. Um, and yeah, and so what they and what they kind of like figure out after that is they don't know where the hell the gumball machine is. Like, which is a mass is one of those. It's, I think it's too big of an oversight for the police. If I can complain about this episode, briefly. yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah, um, you know, probably uh, something they probably should have found. Um, yeah, and they're like trying to reason and be like, oh, well, they threw it into the alley. And Monk's like, yeah, but where is it now? So, mm-hmm. like, clearly the gumball machine was the target. That's yes, what was Monk needed. says it had nothing to do 
with the mob. It was yeah. about the gumball machine. Because that's the thing with this show, when there's a murder where it's like, oh, obviously it was for this reason. It's like, no, 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 no. It's about that whole thing you didn't even consider, you know? Um, yeah. So we then... I, I kind of yeah. knew, I kind of, I'll, I'll say okay. this, my girlfriend figured it out. As soon as they we got back, um, she was just like, "It's it's the coins for sure." It was like that mm-hmm. guy took the coins. Yeah, and then yeah. that's the problem with only having forty two minutes to do a mystery like this, because usually in like an in a movie length thing, you can set up red herrings and things that are not important. Whereas mm-hmm. in this, like you really they don't have time to really go through clues that are not the thing. Uh, but anyway, so they meet Phil. They're sitting on a park bench and. Um, He's doing a crossword, which, like, dude, if someone, if you just told someone you don't do crosswords, I, you don't, don't, if I'm him, I'm not doing a crossword <laughs> in public for a month. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it ever again, just in case. Yeah. Um, um, we know Monk. And they mentioned that, oh, look, the surveillance cameras, they caught you the day before the incident in front of the barbershop. That's sure a big gumball, isn't it? What do you get? Four, five gumballs? Yeah, which is, like, this guy is just, like, going into, like, barbershops and fucking just buying, like, eight pieces I mean, of gum. Like, no, he's not, because he's clear. you know, we know why he's doing it, which is why I'm going to ask you what happened. Um, wait, okay, so I know, part, okay, that's, so that's the thing about, like, these federal cases, it's, like, there's so many details, and it's so easy to fuck it up, but basically... He stole those five pennies mm-hmm. from the gumball, uh, from the, the gumball, mm-hmm. uh, from the mint, mm-hmm. right? And we find out that they're worth about two hundred thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember exactly how he ends up. Is he going to like? Why is he there the first it's time? It's that it's that he steals them and he uh, realizes that he is being followed by um, and so. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he walks into the, I guess, the barbershop. The barbershop and buys five gumballs to... Yeah, with the intention of coming back later to collect Which also, like, there's no way that in 2004 or five five gumballs is five cents. Um, Yes, yes. Big problem there, too. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind Mm -hmm. of it. And then he has to come back in, and he just tries to steal the gumball sheep normally. The guy in the chair is, given that it's a mob barbershop, is mobbed up. He's got a Mac-10 on him. He's got... People say, I mean, I, this is, you know, um, this is not something I normally would say, and so it might sound silly coming out of my mouth, but a lot of people say, quote-unquote, I got that thing on me. This dude yeah, did. Oh. He did. Yeah. He had that, like... So he will get clapped. Exactly. The thing is, like, you may be like, oh, um, San Francisco, uh, it kind of a crazy climate. Like, it's almost always in the 60s. Like, maybe you might be chilly. This guy isn't, because he's got the heater on him at all times, you know? Dude, not only that, but he's like ruthless. This guy literally took out like five, four, four people. No, no, no. I'm not. No, you're, I'm not talking about the killer. Phil didn't have the heater on him. The guy in the chair did. Oh no, that too. But like, but oh well, yeah, of also... course he's ruthless. Yeah, this. Yeah, he's definitely like. He definitely is. Uh, I don't. Feel, I, I'm. I'm kind of glad that this this guy only shot up a mob barber shop because he definitely seems like the type of guy who would like. If he accidentally killed someone in a crime of passion, that he would like realize he liked it, like just how easy he's like, oh man, like yeah, no, that's he he gave like a really scary vibe, and then later on he's so callous about it, like mm-hmm. or right now I guess he's like very callous yeah. about it. Like, I there's a reason why most murders are solved because people confess because it is incredibly hard to um, 
I mean, not to go back to it, but I, our great poet laureate Papa Roach did say it is impossible to never tell the truth in the song called Getting Away with Murder. Wow. Well, okay. I'm wow. not proud of myself, but I did grow up on 2000s rock radio, and we have to be honest with our, about our faults. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was going to say that, um, yeah, man, I, I have your thought. I have had, like, stress dreams before where I have, for whatever reason, I start the dream where I have killed someone, and the stress is just about, like, how I want to confess. <laughs> it's like, that's, I've n- never would. I don't my, have those dreams. Oh, I, I mean, I have a stress dream about anything, but, like, it's just like I, so I fully under I, I fully understand how uh, I mean not fully understand I it weirds me out a lot when like, you see someone in a movie or TV show where it's like yep I killed someone and I don't care at all so like, that's uh, weird. Um, <laughs> a certain canceled author wrote in her children's book series that if you kill someone your soul splits in half and that wasn't an accident. Um, so <laughs> she did. No, I know, but she and she's canceled. Um, no one's, uh, by the way, no one's actually canceled. Cancel culture's a lie. Um, anyway. Uh, so, so, yeah, so basically, like, they confront him, right? Yeah. And Monk is, like, leaning into him with his tie. And it's like, well, how are you going to prove it? You can't, unless you find the pennies. Which is like, why did you just tell them the one piece of evidence they need? Like, that's dumb. Um, right. and he's like, well, we got you on tape. They'll be coming right now. And they're not, of course, not coming. And they, Monk goes to the van. And it's like, what? Not that we didn't hear anything. Just static. Which... This is the biggest plot in the episode. Wouldn't they have noticed it before? Before exactly. sending him out? Exactly. Exactly. Would they have not noticed that there's nothing? There's nothing on the feed? Like, that's just stupid. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Because Monk washed the tie. Um, which, of course he did. And he ironed it. Yeah. So, they, they didn't get his confession at all. Mm-hmm. The whole time. But, he comes running up. And he jumps in the van and confesses. To quintuple homicide, which, like, that's really unrealistic, because, because, you learn it's because Tony threatened him, he was very persuasive, yada, 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 which, like... Isn't that just coercion? It is coercion, but it's not by a police officer, so it probably is not, um... And also, they probably could, when they have him in custody, they probably can take his fingerprints and match up the stuff at the scene, um, so they would have convicted him, probably, but, more importantly, if he maybe just stole those mints, if the stuff of the mint, or killed one person, fine, but, like... California is still a death penalty state at this time. Mm-hmm. He killed five people. Like, I actually would, not that I would take my chances, but, like, it's not like he's going to fare much better, you know? Anyway. Um, no, it's true. No, yeah. he's done. He killed he's five done. five people. Didn't make any sense. Yeah. No, he didn't. Also, where are those pennies? <laughs> I got I to gotta get my hands on those pennies send them to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you have those pennies, right, right into the show. Yeah, exactly. If and you give have, us your address. Exactly. Give us your address and um, all entrances and exits and your schedule. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, he confesses. And then at the end of the episode, we, uh, you know, I mean, before, sorry, the second last scene, Randy's listening to some tapes and he's like, Sean, I want you to hear this. And he plays her tape where Randy, not Randy, where Tony's basically bragging to Salvatore about... How, like, oh, you know, I told her that I want to open a bookstore. You want a bookstore? I don't know if I've ever seen you in a bookstore. Um, it's yeah. like, yeah, they believe whatever they want to believe. Which, like, no shit. He's mobbed up. Yeah. He's, like, mo- he's the enforcer. Honestly, yeah, no, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, he's a dick. And obviously, we knew that. Um, Sharona apparently knew that and didn't have a problem with it, but not to this extent. I mean, what's her plan? You know, like, 
anyone who's ever seen the 1988 film Marriage to the Mob knows what happens when you're married to the mob. It doesn't end well. Um, Never seen it. It's a good movie. It's not a popular enough movie for me to judge you for that, though. I only watched it because uh, it's Jonathan Demme, and I was on a kind of a kick of watching his, some of his movies. Um, anyway, it's a very good movie, though. It's very funny, which is very odd because it's inc- it's a super really funny mob comedy, and then he made Sands of the Lambs right afterwards, which is like one of the most wild shifts in tone. Um, is it better? Is it better than Corky Romano? I have not seen Corky Romano, but I have to imagine the answer is yes, given who the lead actor of Corky Romano is. Um, and the one Matt person Damon. I know, the one person I know who loves Corky Romano, me, leads me to believe that it's not good at all. Um, anyway, uh, so then the final scene is, of course, Combs is not gonna reinstate, or give Monk uh, his, you know recommendation for reinstation because he's like we weren't trying to you know solve this murder we don't care about him you know we were trying to nail Salvatore which is like no shit yeah like right and Starmer sticks yeah. up for Monk it's like you know you you know he might be afraid of milk but you couldn't pack his lunch or something like that which like good for you Stalmeyer like this is good Stalmeyer right here yeah no it is it is and I you know I love it but at the same time like dude he does this all the time and like nothing ever changes like let's get no. let's get something cooking for Monk. Yeah, I know. The thing is, it is one of those things where, like, the show, you really can't make that many changes, though. Like, he can't actually advance any further towards his goal because then it would fundamentally change the dynamic of the show. Um, well, no. Why couldn't they just, like, make him, like, a detective? But, like, just, like... No, I don't think... The show doesn't work, I don't think, if he's a police officer. Because I think that part of it has to be that he's an outsider. And also, I think that, like, the... There's not a lot of actual, like, the police... There's It's exclusively just detective work. There's no police work. There's no, like, raids. Well, there are raids, but, like, it's not about, like, the raids. It's not about the the nitty-gritty stuff. And it's not about him shooting people. It's not about, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, but Monk, he got his revenge because they had two vans. One of them is full, and one of them is not even half-filled. They don't even realize they're not even... Which, yeah, and um, Sotomayor, you know, indulges him mm-hmm. a little bit. Says, good job. They, um, yeah, good job. Because Sotomayor's a good friend. What do you give yeah. this episode out of 10? I actually gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it an 8 out of 10 as well. Um, I think that there's I think there's just general issues with kind of like, it's just not anything special, but I think that there's some fun stuff in it. Um, I think it's kind of strange because this is, I think, going to be our longest episode. Partially just because tangents but honestly we didn't actually go on that many tangents for how long this episode's been um we kind of stuck there's no because there's a lot of details with this one yeah exactly it's kind of hard yeah um but yeah i think that this episode is it's a fun one um and i think that uh you know it's just if this is the i think this is the apex of sharona uh has bad taste in men um and oh man what are you he he's mobbed up I just, yeah, maybe the San Francisco mobs are a little different. They hit different. Yeah, they hit different. They pull a hit different. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to come up with a joke. They hit you different upside your head. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, you can follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre. Where people follow you? You can follow me at Strictly Monkin. I mean at Andre Barrera. I was about to say I. Think I, I don't believe you have the password to the Strictly Monkin account. Not that I don't want you to have it, just I never give it to you. Because <laughs> um, we only just tweet out the episodes. But that is important. Um, uh, you can follow me at the Jay Christie. Um, and, you know, 
is be on the lookout for other episodes. We're chugging along. The next one's obviously coming out next Tuesday. Um, and yeah, just keep sharing the show with people. Um, we've gotten some good feedback, uh, especially after the Breckman interview and people following the show, and they've definitely gotten more listeners since then. Um, but the big, I, there's there's so many people who love Monk, you know, um, and I know there are a lot of people on the internet who still love Monk, and I would just love for the show to get to as many of them as possible because I think from what everything I've heard from other people, it um, people who love Monk really like have been responding to the show. So if you could do that, uh, I'd appreciate it. And also because then we can open up the pool bigger. So finally, I can hear back when I ask people to write into the show if they have a certain specialty. Because you know how many messages I've gotten about any of the specialties I've mentioned? Zero. And also, if you're listening to the show, like if you're marathoning the show, I mean this podcast, if we're in like season seven, or even if we're done with the podcast by the time you're listening to this, I still want to hear from you if I've ever mentioned Like I still want to know because I haven't probably gotten this question answered. And even if I have not an answered, it never hurts to get answered twice. So anyway, please do that. But, I'm going to start making fake profiles. Okay. Just answering them. Please don't actually do that because <laughs> that because I'm incredibly gullible and I will absolutely be very excited. And then my feelings will be hurt quite a bit. <laughs> and okay. I won't do it. Yeah. I also, yeah. I, 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 anyway. Now, and also, I would be on the lookout at this point, so I, I think it'd be fine. But... In addition to being on the lookout, I will be with you in a couple days, Andre, to record the episode that's coming out next Tuesday, which you should stay tuned for, which is Mr. Monk and the Girl Who Cried Wolf. Ow! Let's get monkey.